0: Welcome to the Harmony Perspective, where we talk about real churches with real pastors facing real issues. Hey folks, welcome to the Harmony Perspective. It's been a while. Guys, it's good to see you uh, as always. I like I, that song. It's what the been singing, a while. Sing it for so, okay. us. <laughs> Since <I could. laughs> uh, Next week, guys, we're going to be uh, talking about our singing careers. Uh, we're getting a bus <laughs> and uh, the Guys are going on the road. <laughs> uh,
1: to so be it,
0: mocked and humiliated. <laughs> it has been a little while, and spring has sprung, and uh, flowers are blooming, and there's this oddly yellow stuff covering the entire southeast, mm. and uh, certainly I'm ready for I think it put
1: me in a hospital a few weeks ago. I think that's what I had an allergic reaction to. Pollen. Pollen. Hmm. Yes, sir. Never experienced it in my life uh, up until this year. I never had any allergies or anything like that and they had to give me a shot. No, through an I V, benadryl and steroids. And then I had to take steroids and benadryl for the next week. I was a grumpy person. He was bouncing off the walls <laughs> that next day though. <laughs> to me that's like a the flip side of a coin, right? So
0: steroids that pumps you up and then benadryl. Yeah. And <laughs> upper keep, and keep a downer. You down. <laughs> No doubt. Well, today we're going to be talking about community engagement. So uh, the question that we're going to ask is this. If your church were to close, would anyone notice? If -hmm. your church were to close, would anyone notice? Uh, P. Rod, talk to us about community
2: engagement. And that, that question is one that keeps me up at night sometimes. Because God has put us here for that purpose. The local church exists for the community that surrounds it. And I never want to lose sight of the fact that God has put us here on purpose for a purpose. Saw that on the church billboard today. But that's why we have to be engaged in the community. We cannot pull ourselves away and and recede into the Christian bubble and think that God's going to be glorified in that. Mm. In, In no other place and no other movement of God have you ever seen where the people of God say, we're not going to be a part of what's going on out there. The early church was invested in the community. They they had everything in common. They took up money and gave to all who had need. And the Lord added to their number day by day. They were out in the community, walking around, sharing Jesus with their family, sharing him with their friends, sharing him with people in the in the synagogues. And God blessed it. And so for me, The reason that God has saved us, the reason that he's called us here as the local church is for us to go and seek the welfare of the community around us. Uh, It's what Jeremiah wrote to the exiles um, from Jerusalem as he writes in the letter. He talks to them about what they're to do while they are exiled in this foreign land under this oppression, thinking that they're being punished. And and he writes these words in Jeremiah 29, 7. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile. God has sent them there. They have been disobedient. They've been sinful. And God has sent them to this community. And now he tells them, while you're there, you're going to serve me still. He says, seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. And the welfare of the community around us will be the welfare of our individual families and our church as a whole. As it thrives, as our community thrives, our church will thrive. This church has been here 182 years, going on 183, I think now. And for 183 years, it's gone from places where it has been a a community center, a a community point where everybody was actively involved to a point where people didn't even know it existed. And now through the way we've uh, engaged the community around us, we're back to a point where we've got, you know, softball teams coming and using our fields. We've got children here all day, every day. We've got people Uh, from community watch groups coming and using the church. we got birthday parties going on, weddings and funerals, and people know that we're here, and we're here when they're here. We're building these relationships where they get to know who Jesus is, why we want to have them engaged in this relationship. I love that thought. Um, and, And indeed,
0: if you're a pastor listening, God has given your church a unique address for a reason. Right? So there's a reason why we are here at this address. And I think that God has a, a calling on us to reach that community uh, in a big way. Um, so why don't churches reach their community? You know, To me, it's like a, a basic thought, but why in the world why wouldn't anyone just do this naturally? What do you think?
2: I, I think a lot of times we can be so caught up in, what's going on in the church itself, the, the the fires that may be burning in people's marriages or or illnesses or whatever's going on with them, that they get lost in caring for those things or trying to put out all these different fires that
1: they never even look outside the church mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. So I also think that the over the last, I'd say, at least probably 50 to 100 years, the American church, as we know it he- here, is has been pretty center focused. So the fires that Patrick was talking about, but just in their own worship in general, um, the church just essentially becomes center focused, self focused, and worried about themselves. Um, it was a "we'll build it, they'll come" kind of mentality, which is not a accurate statement whatsoever, um, and definitely not a biblical idea whatsoever. Uh, so, churches were built, and, and people just didn't come. So, and and they didn't have the correct idea or mentality of discipleship and outreach and what ministry actually was. And then that started to get poured onto the pastor. So the pastor then was the minister of the local church, the minister of the community, the minister of the hospitals, the minister, and pastors were getting burnt out because they had so much put on them, when in all actuality, the pastors called to equip the saints, the congregation, to go do the work of the ministry, and that wasn't happening um, because they were so inwardly focused on themselves. Yeah, so it's that cultural shift, especially in the U.S. South, where for decades
0: and decades and decades, it's been a y'all come type of uh, ministry, right? So y'all come, uh, field of dreams, like you said, if we build it, they will come, and uh, that's exactly what Matthew 28 says, right? So Jesus says, uh, you know, instead of let's go, he, he said, you know, just open the church building and let the people come in, right?
2: Mm, no. no, Not at all,
0: right? <laughs> so instead of y'all come, it has to be let's go. <laughs> go there. Right? So let's go. And into as our community.
2: You go. You got it. Through every facet of life. And, and I don't want to downplay the role that pastors have. We have to care for those marriages that are struggling. We have to do the funerals and the weddings. And we—that that is part of our role. That's why it's so important for us to fulfill the obligation to equip the saints because they are the ones that then go engage the community. We, we might lead them to do that, but it is the responsibility of every believer to be salt and light. That's what Jesus told us in Matthew 5, uh, 13 through 16. He says, you are the salt of the earth. Of our community engagement is not for people to come to Harmony Baptist Church. It's for them to come to faith in Jesus. It's for them to see for maybe the first time that there is a God in heaven that loves them and cares for them, and we are simply His ambassadors and representatives here on earth. And to go a step further, not only is the goal for them not to come to our
0: church, but the reality is that when you reach out into your community, many people will not ever come out uh, to your church. Right, So the the heart and the motivation of community outreach and this idea of being incarnational, we talked about that a few episodes ago,
2: um, is not to grow our own church address. It's to grow the kingdom of God. That last verse, right? In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and not give glory to you, not give glory to Harmony Baptist Church, but give glory to your Father who is in heaven. That is the goal of reaching the community around you. Their welfare in glorifying God is your welfare because he is your God and you know how great he is. I think one of the things that, as
0: I thought about uh, this episode that um, I came across was a book that was written recently by Tom Rainer and it's the anatomy of a revived church. And uh, many pastors read years ago, the small book that he read, he wrote um, that was the, um, autopsy of a deceased church. So this kind of comes at it from an angle, okay? How about the churches that are thriving, that are growing? Let's look at the markers of of their life, you know, what are they doing well? And uh one of the things in the very first chapter or two talks about the church accepting responsibility and responsibility for his past. I mean, there's all all kinds of things that the church needs to accept responsibility of. But I thought along this topic, there were two things that made a lot of sense, and it was accepting responsibility and stopping blaming the community. The reality is the community probably has changed. If your church has been in its address more than 10 or 15 years, the neighborhood and the community around it looks different. Um, especially uh today and, and I think COVID's gonna exacerbate this. That's a, a ten dollar word by the way. Can't spell it, but I can halfway s- I can halfway say it. But COVID's gonna exacerbate this because folks can work from home. They can work remotely, they no longer need to be in metropolitan city centers, they can move wherever they wanna move. And uh there was a, a neat article that was out uh by Baptist Press and it was talking about Wyoming and and church planting. In areas where it's 90 miles to the closest Walmart, but all of a sudden people are moving to these places because they, as long as they have internet, they can work. So our communities around us are changing. So instead of blaming it, Rainer says we got to accept responsibility for. Hey, we got to go. You know, we have to reach out to this community. Churches used to be a, a central hub. You know, if you were a neighborhood church, people would live within the shadow of your steeple and they would walk to church. Well. As the uh, demographics change, people are now driving to church. And a lot of churches, especially ones that are in places that are are dying, they're not reaching the neighborhood. No one that sits in the pew on Sunday morning actually goes or lives in the neighborhood that's right around the church. And uh, so we have to accept responsibility, not blaming the change, not blaming our neighborhood or the fact that the people who live there now look different than us. We have to kind of man up and we got to walk out the doors of our church and we actually have to live and reach
2: our community. And we only do that if our heart's desire is for God to be glorified. Right. Because we know that is ultimately why we are saved in order to glorify our Father in heaven. We worship him. Uh, John Piper writes in in one of his articles on missions that missions exist because worship does not. Hmm. And so we as the body of Christ want others to worship God because he is worthy of it. That's right. And so we got to reach whoever, whenever, however, with the gospel of Jesus. And it starts with us, right?
0: So it starts with us as leaders and pastors and believers to take the responsibility to lead the way for our bodies, uh, our church bodies. If we're not doing it, guys, it's not going yeah. to happen.
2: It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen in a way that glorifies God. Right. That's, that's the thing. Something's going to be the center of your community. The question is, will your influence make that Jesus Christ? That's and, right.
1: and in a lot of places, um, and, and I know this is true for our area, in a lot of places there's a lot of construction happening, a lot of new home construction. Um, and we've got two different communities being built right near our church that a lot of people in our area are gristling at the fact of more people coming in. Um, but I'm and I know you guys are, but I'm kind of excited about it as well. And I'm talking with my wife about maybe even purchasing one of those homes when they're built uh, to be a part of that community, to be in that community so that I can have some possible some movement with conversations and relationships within that community so we can be centered around what's, what's being built here. Um, a lot of people push back on the idea of mo- people moving in. <laughs> uh to where we are because we're we're kind of distant from the the next little city but um i think it's a good thing that's happening that we'll be able to have more people to reach out to uh more easily anyways for
0: sure and that's the intentionality uh behind what you're seeking to do
2: that's incarnational living, right? That's what we want to be, every believer to be. And the community impact doesn't just come in church-related stuff. The church doesn't have to be, the church institution does not have to be what is the driving all of this. We should be, but I look at some of our people at Rodman Sports Complex, our local uh, little league and, and softball league for our ladies. We have... Christians that are coaching those leagues, that are a part of the boards of those leagues, that are impacting kids that will never ever be impacted by the church because they don't have family there outside of their coach praying with them before a ball game, outside of the attitude that those coaches have while at the ball games. So it's vitally important that we're engaging wherever we can, where we live, work, play, and learn, how we say it here.
0: No doubt. So I hope that you've heard the reason why that we have to be engaged in our community. the reason why it's important that we stop looking at the four walls of our church and judging by what's happening within the four walls as seen as most important but actually what's happening outside of the four walls as being what's most important. in the next couple of episodes, we're going to be talking about how do we do this as a church body, but what are some ways that uh, you, uh, can start engaging your community. So I want to encourage you uh, to tune into those. If you have not already subscribed to our podcast, uh, will you do that now? Will you subscribe? That way, as soon as we drop new content, you can be listening to it and you can be sharing and hopefully growing in your relationship with Christ for that. We would love for you to give us a five-star review and uh, also put a couple of comments about uh, what you like about the podcast. So we'd love you for you to do that. And uh, we're looking forward to being able to engage with you as a way that we're engaging with our community. So tune in with us next time on The Harmony Perspective.
2: And if you've got a uh, topic you'd like us to address, we'll put an email address in the details of this. Shoot us an email. Let us know what you'd like to hear.
0: Yeah, listener questions. We love that. So uh, shoot us a question. We'd love to answer that on air. Have a good day, guys. See you guys.
2: Peace.